I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is John Watch, co-founder of Nerve, the world's first neobank for musicians. My first question has to be, why do musicians need their own bank? <laughs> it's a great question. Do they need their own bank? Yeah, you know, you, you should probably ask every other banker out there who's denied them economic dignity uh, from a business perspective. You know, it's like if everything was well and good in this world, I wouldn't need to be doing this. Unfortunately, what when you talk to, uh, you know, we, we focus on music creators, right? So to us, that that's that's anybody who gets paid for their music or in the music space. That could be rappers, bands, DJs, songwriters, right? These days, it could be people just creating a guitar riff and and licensing it uh, that gets used in a video game app uh, app on your phone. And the reality is, if uh, if you're getting paid in the space and you want to make a career of it, or you, you're you know you're thinking seriously about it, your options are rather limited when it comes to low priced banking services for your business. Typical thing that you'd run into is especially here in the United States, is this $3,500 minimum balance, or we're going to charge you, you know, $15 a month or, or, or just the, the barriers of, you know, the paperwork involved. Oh, you know, maybe we need a bunch of paperwork or maybe we, maybe we need you to be a formalized entity with an LLC or an S corp or something behind that entity. And, and all these barriers just do exactly what, what they sound like they do. They create consternation and frustration for somebody who, Basically, just wants access to the to the banking system, and so uh, so what Nerve does initially is we make it super easy for music creators to to open up one of these uh, FDIC insured accounts. It takes about forty five seconds after downloading the app, super fast and easy, no paperwork, and first step is done. They're off to the races, and then comes the rest of the stuff that we could talk about. Well, I'm going to be harsh and say that it has been my experience that most creatives, and obviously I include musicians in this, really shouldn't be allowed out on their own. But having made that point, I would also (laughs) accept that what you're doing, or I would put to you that what you're doing, is creating the kind of personalized experience that everybody's been telling me banking is going to be in the future, because you are personalizing this to a particular kind of individual with particular needs, this is actually something that should be happening for all of us. Amen. I I couldn't agree more. We, we, (laughs) when people hear about it, initially they have your first question, which is what do people need it for? And then we'll, we'll talk for a minute and they go, goodness gracious, could I get this for name my profession or name my (laughs) name, you know, my stat, my, my place in life, my station in life. And yes, that is the, that's the way the world is absolutely starting to to move. You know, we had that first generation of neobanks, which were very much about taking the generalized banking that had existed the 10 years prior of, you know, Hey, come into our branch or come into our bank and we'll, you know, as long as you have a pulse, we'll do some money thing for you. And, neo, you know, first generation neobanking was essentially just making that faster. Hey, you don't need to go into a, a branch. We'll get you uh, a loan super fast. And, you know, that, that was, that, that's really good. It paved the, the way for this kind of second generation of challenger banks and neobanks that we're seeing now, which are focused on communities. Without that first generation of neobanks sort of building the groundwork and the expectation from the consumer to go, wow, there's a, there, there is a different world out there, then the second generation would be able to exist. 
What kind of services are you offering? You you say you've got great onboarding process. What comes next? What's the menu? Yeah. You know, again, we're specifically for music creators, focusing on their actual problems. Uh, so, for instance, um, if you're a music creator, you tend to have a variety of income streams. So even if you're one album in, odds are you may have five or seven different streams of income that may not be massive amounts per stream, but still these these various groups that pay you pay at different times during the year. Some pay monthly, some pay quarterly, some pay every six months, believe it or not, some pay every 24 months. And some will pay based on whenever there's a certain amount of money that's actually like royalties that are accrued. So once $250 is accrued, then we'll pay or $50 or name your name your amount. And that creates a lot of havoc for a creator, for, for a musician, because they're trying to figure out their money. And as I mentioned, if you've, if you've been somewhat denied access from the business perspective, your, your main option as a creator is to go to, to either take that money and have it hit your personal checking account, your personal current account, or perhaps use PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or something like that for your business. And that creates a, a whole another host of sort of challenges. But either way, when those income streams start hitting that account, you know, you as, a, as an artist may not necessarily pay attention to the timing of them or if they hit, et cetera. So we want to put some logic on that. So we make it really, really easy for you to map in the various income streams. We make it easy for us to kind of watch over them, make sure that they're coming in at the pace and regularity that, that we presume. Other things that we do right off the bat is we get you set up with a, a bunch of um, sort of free data and insight into if you're streaming on Spotify, how's your listener data? Is it increasing or decreasing over time? And then compare that to other sort of sources where you're also participating. So that could be uh, YouTube, number of subscribers. It could be Facebook or Twitter or TikTok. So we bring in all this data so that you can look at it as a from a business perspective and not be sort of, you know, trying to remember in your mind, oh, this is where I was last week or the month before that, and I'm doing better or worse, and then get uh, sort of distracted with a funny cat video. So we, we, uh, we put it all in there from a business perspective, allow you to, to see that. And then, you know, and then there's this question that every creator has, which is if, if you're a music creator, you are in the world of collaboration, period, end of story. Like very few music creators do everything all on their own. There's a, you, you may have business manager, or you may have partners in a band like bandmates, or you may have a partner that you co-wrote a song with. So we have a, we have a feature that we call collabs. Collabs allows you to easily spin up separate accounts for those different collaborations. So if you and I have a collab where like maybe we wrote a song one time, but it didn't make sense for us to put a formal entity around that. It was just, we wrote one time, it was a good deal. We get paid by a performance rights organization and that money needs to hit somewhere. We can easily spin up a checking account where uh, I invite you and we both have visuals on that account. We can both see it and see that money, see the expenses, see the income related to that money. If we're in a, a formalized entity or a band, 
We could do the same thing. We could invite four, five, seven people. We could say, hey, you know, John gets a card because we trust him with money. Robin doesn't get a card. Uh, you know, Scott, the the drummer, gets access to, to see it all, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be, think about those permissions. We make it really, really, really easy for anybody to simply spin up these different collaborations and invite their bandmates or groupmates and then take it kind of that a step further where each has sort of different permissions around the money. But that inevitably solves a very regular challenge in music, which is, hey, are you sure gas actually costs that much? Um, you know, whatever, name your problem. Do we, do we really make that much money from the gig? I thought we made more. Now everybody can actually see the money, see the expenses, and hopefully uh, limit the infighting. It's basically tools and services that are relevant to a particular group of people. And it goes back and we did discuss this earlier, it goes back to the simple point that this is potentially what financial services should be looking like for everybody. That's right, Robin. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's, um, you know, we, we definitely are, are hyper-focused on, on the music creator. And we have seen, you know, different neobanks and challenger banks either uh, launch or, you know, threaten to launch. They're talking about launching here in the next year or so that are focused on different segments, you know, uh, doctors and, and nurses, as an example. The last 15 years, 16 years or so, I don't know, maybe longer, uh, I've been in financial technology and and I led uh, product usability and, and R&D for, for the last company that I was with for quite a long time. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, in my opinion, when when you build a product, you have to get to who is the user and what are their challenges? You can't say I'm building a product for everybody. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it just doesn't, well, you can, you're just not going to solve any problems. And that's, you know, and people kind of, no matter where in the, in the world you are, they, you know, when you talk to people and you're able to get them to express their problems with banking, they're very different. And they're very different because, you know, obviously banking access is different all over the world. And they're also very different because people have different needs and and concerns and challenges. And so, you know, it's not until you actually dig into who is this group that we really want to focus on and what are the issues that face them before we can actually solve those problems. And so, so yeah, I mean, the, the key is you, you've got to figure out where the, where the needs are. I mean, you know, we spent a lot of time uh, thinking about with nerve is music creators in general, and, and certainly this is not unique to recent times, but musicians, sometimes it, it takes a long time for them to get paid, as I mentioned earlier. And so the other side of our business is very focused on working with companies in the music space who pay musicians and pay music creators to help them speed up those payments. You know, we create very, very efficient sort of payment services, as well as, um, you know, efficient from a speed perspective, as well as a cost perspective. And so, so there's um, a B2B side of Nerve, as well as that uh, end user side that we, that we started talking with. John Watch, co-founder of Nerve, thank you very much. And I'm getting the band back on the road. 